Let's go, Aaron. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the mess. I mean, the podcast. Um, it's a pod mess. <laughs> the pod, it's a pod mess. mess. It is totally a pod mess. Anyone who's been listening, is there anyone out there? That's anyone awesome. who's been listening for any length of time knows this is a pod mess. Um, uh, yeah, the, what we were, uh, what I'm interested in, the question that I'm wrestling with today. Oh, I'm going to take a diversion, Chris. I'm going yeah, south. Yeah. Right away, going south, just not even getting in the car. I'm already chasing pigeons. Um, uh, uh, shit, I just lost the entire thought. That's so funny. Um, Welcome to the pod mess. It is totally the pod mess. I entirely lost that entire thought. We were going to talk. So the thing I wanted to talk about was uh, shifting your vibration, how to shift yeah. your vibration. What was that other thought? Damn it. I don't know. Was, um, it, about community? was it about? No. Was it about, I don't know. All right. Well, let's go back to the original. We'll go <laughs> that, thought, that, lip, that pigeon has flown. Um, uh, shifting your vibration, you know, the opportunity yeah. it is to shift your vibration and what it takes to do that. And, um, you know, I woke up this morning. It's funny. I went to bed last night. My wife and I did our finances before in the evening, right? Before we watched the Love is Blind season mm-hmm. finale, right? Which is yeah. just fabulous in every way. Um, we. Um, so instead, because it was so late and getting on, I don't know if you, did you watch it? You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you do. You do. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, we, yeah. We finished it. All right. Fine. So, you know, it was really late in coming on. So we were sitting there like, Oh God, do we have to be productive? We were all ready to stop being productive, but we were putting off our finance, you know, working on our budget and our finances forever. So we decided to do that. Oh, thank you. Baby. Look, she just brought me tea. Um, and, uh, uh, so we do our finances and at the end of it, it was, you know, we have the money we need to go do whatever we're going on this uh, tantric retreat coming up and it's going to be fabulous. And we got figured out the budget for that and where that money's coming from. And, you know, so like, all right, well, do you see any money coming in in April? And I said, I don't, That's or in May. And I said, I don't, that's what I was saying. We, you know, I need some more closings. And, um, and we went to bed on that, right? Which is like, that's what I've been saying. I need some more closings, like the threat of it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then we didn't talk about, you know, we we're like, okay, whatever. And we just, then we turned our brains off and watched Love is Blind. Yeah, right. Which is just the complete mindlessness of that. And, um, and then I went to bed and I had really weird dreams about, and oh, and it's, and I've started a practice of saying, you know, this is an Esther Hicks practice of, but before I go to bed, I acknowledge, okay, my momentum is going to stop and I feel really good right now. And I, so I can, I can uh, expect to wake up inside this vibration. Hmm. Um, and, uh, but I didn't, I woke up inside uh, really sort of a threatened vibration. Um, in fact, it, I had a dream during the night where I went back on staff with Landmark during the dream. And it wasn't a problem during the dream. It was a problem when I woke up. Mm-hmm. I was like, in the dream, it was fine. In the dream, it was like, okay, that's what I'm doing. Oh, good. Healthcare. Excellent benefits. Yeah. Um, but when I woke up, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's never going to work. I can't do You know, I woke up into that threatened space. And I was listening to Esther Hicks. Um in the morning as I got ready for my day. And the thing that she was taught, I just started getting myself in the presence of how to shift my vibration from that. And there were two really interesting thoughts that came up that I wanted to sort of wrestle with. One was um, I can narrow my focus to something that feels good. 
Mm. You know, I can just, what can I do right now that actually in this moment, the only moment we have, feel good, Mm. you know, and I'm in the middle of a panchakarma, which is a cleansing, uh, fast two week process that my wife runs. Mm. So I've been, you do a little oil massage in the morning, give yourself an oil massage, self massage, right? And um, I was like, well, this oil feels really good on my skin. That feels good, you know, and that's mm-hmm. Esther Hicks's whole thing is what feels good, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I was like, all right, well, I can do that. I can act. And it's just about focusing mm-hmm. on in the present moment, because any of the fear and the threat of the future, the yeah. things not working out, anything, anything I'm worried about is a future based phenomenon. You know, no one's, worried about things that happened in the past, except for how they impact your future. You know, I mean, I guess you could be embarrassed because you were an idiot and you said something stupid at the party last night, but still, if there were no future, you wouldn't be embarrassed by that. It's just a function of what it's going to mean next time you see that person or whatever. Right. So if I can control my thoughts to not wander down that road, I can focus on feeling good right now in this massage and I can just be, there and then I can build on that, and then I can build on what else feels good, and then I can then I can begin to shift my focus mm. to bigger. Like I didn't, you know, this thing about the my our finances was just really big because always that's always the, sort of the bottom line for me. And um, you know, I was talking about it with Kale in the morning, and she's like, "Yeah, we didn't. You're not focusing on the fact that we have more than enough money to pay for this entire retreat, mm-hmm. right?" The money you have coming in is coming in at the exact right time for us to pay. You know, it's like a $5,000 expense, right? Travel and room and board and everything. And we have all the money to do it. We can, we can actually work it out to do this. You could focus on that. You could focus on, you know, that it's always work, you know, like on and on and on. I can go back and look at all these things to focus on. Um, But so the thing about narrowing the focus to begin with was new for me. It was like, okay. Hmm. I do have control over my focus. And I think that's a practice, Hmm. you know, for us is to practice bringing in the focus, what we want and what feels good and what resonates and what's a high vibration right now. Hmm. Hmm. So that was one piece was just narrowing the focus. And then the other piece was, and this is a question I'm, I'm sort of wrestling with. This is inside that is, um, Without being, you know, without toxic positivity creeping in, like, um, I'm only going to focus on things that make you feel good, right? Mm. How are you? I'm fine. I'm great. Why? Because I'm not going to tell you how fucked up I am. I'm just going to tell you I'm great, right? That kind of toxic positivity, you know, where everything's okay. Everything's all the time, right? That, and that world of nonsense that we do is about, is, that's, a, I think, and this is just a discovery and something I'm wrestling with, not a truth. I think that's um, avoiding or resisting feeling bad, you know, or mm. things I don't want, you know, the, what I woke up into, rather than yeah. celebrating the fact that I found something I don't want, mm-hmm. which yeah, then gives me gives me the opportunity to turn. Oh, I don't want that. I'm na- that's what I don't want. Yeah. That. I'm not saying that's not there. Right. 
I'm acknowledging it and I'm celebrating the fact that I am such a good receptor of my, how I feel perceptive of how I feel that I know that that doesn't give me what I want. So I'm intentionally turning over this way yeah, and I'm focusing over here, not pretending that doesn't exist, but just actually acknowledging that that doesn't want, that that's uh, something over there that's giving me access to look over here. But I wouldn't be looking over here if I didn't first look over there. It's the contrast, as yes. as Esther would say. So anyway, I'm I'm just in that. It's all that stuff's all sort of new discovery thinking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's what I thought we could riff on. What do you hear in any of that? Yeah, I love that. I've I've had that thought um, recently. Even the the oh, what's my mug say? I can't even I see it. Never half-ass things. Never half-ass two. What does it say? Never half-ass two things, whole ass one thing. <laughs> nice. There we go. Nice. That's a that's a focus meme. It's all about that is focus. a focus meme. That is a total focus meme. That's a focus mug right there. Never <laughs> half-ass two things, whole ass one thing. All right, fine. Yeah, no. So my thought on um, I, I've been thinking about toxic positivity versus um, you know, affirmations or saying what you want, and I I like how you. I haven't heard it the way you said it. I like it because it makes me think of, um. The, the idea that toxic positivity would be being positive because I'm trying to avoid a bad feeling. It's like having an affirmation when you don't believe the affirmation. You're like, I'm great, but really you think you're a piece of shit. So it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't actually give you the intended result. You can be positive and focus, but if you don't believe it, then it, it doesn't actually do the work for you. And it actually gets, and I, I maybe the toxicity is, how that interacts with others. I, I suppose you could make a case for how you being positive as a, as an avoidance tactic could be toxic to yourself. But I think people tend to talk about toxic positivity in the, in the context of interacting with each other. Like yeah. you're just so positive that it, you don't allow for any room to be anything other than happy all the time. And it gets on me and it's, I don't want to be around you. It's just toxic to me. But I think that, um, I think people can tell when it when it feels like something you're trying to use to cover something up versus yeah. something that it just feels true to you that the, the joy or the happiness is a truth for you rather than a or, cover up or even some so the, oh good so then I, my question is and this is also something to wrestle with is um the believing piece right like it's there's you know, there's this world in which, you know, you fake it till you make it, in which you are mm. creating it, creating it, creating it, but you're not. See, I think the thing you're pointing to about it is um, I mean, I'll just go, this is what what we'd say, you know, from the landmark perspective of the thing, but it's um, you know, that's icing on a mud pie. There's really shit going on like you do in fact believe or you are or it is a fact for you that i you know i'm gonna live under a bridge i'm gonna lose all my money and never do another deal and you know like i don't know the world's really falling apart and on top of that i'm gonna lay i'm gonna put on that mud pie some icing right Right. i'm gonna put icing on a mud pie and then pretend that that's a cake as opposed to, wait a minute, actually doing the work with that belief first, 
the right, first right. belief. You, you know, there's nothing wrong with inventing yourself or creating whether or not you believe this yet, but this is what I'm creating myself as, mm-hmm. but at least acknowledging that this one over here, this negative belief is in fact the same belief. You know, my coach, one of my coaches just said to me, doubt the doubt, you know, doubt is just belief in the wrong direction is what she said. Mm-hmm. That if you doubt yourself, this came up inside my, uh, the work I'm doing for myself about being a unique contribution that bring that melds heart and head together. Yeah. Um, uh, there's like, I don't believe that I, I, I I'm not that I am that, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't been that I am that unique contribution that brings the heart and head together. Although I have evidence and I have people and you and this whole podcast and everything we've been doing is exactly fucking that. The world of being being responsible for being that. Did we talk about? I mean, we've talked about being responsible a ton, but but the world of being responsible for being that Mm. is not yet like. I, I'm I'm a Mets fan. I don't I don't fuck around with it. I'm a Seahawks fan. I, you know I'm a twelve. I don't I'm flat footed. You know it's not even a thing for me. I'm Jewish. It's flat. I'm flat about that. You know there are things I believe. Sure, you know sure. that are not based in fact in any way, but that I identify as as it's the truth. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I, in this I'm t- putting on the jacket of being a unique contribution that melds heart and head in, yeah. in, in, in the world. Yeah. And I feel like I'm putting on that jacket. Like it's not who I am, but it's a jacket I'm willing to put on. Yeah. Uh, and I think the necessity there is that you've got to take, you got to at least acknowledge that the thing you're laying that jacket on top of, yeah. you know, the yeah. doubt mm-hmm. is yeah. not true. It's equally not true. Mm. It's as not true as the belief, as the positive belief. The the negative belief is equally, you know, being authentic about your inauthenticity. It's you're equally inauthentic. You're either way you're making it up. Yeah, making up your piece of shit, right? So there's there's something about believing it that's I don't know that that's the right word because I don't know that I necessarily believe this yet, but or even that it's important to believe it. Yeah, it's. What are you willing to stand for? You, you know, you get to keep all the limitations you argue for, right? We've said that before, right? If you think yeah, you're yeah. a piece of shit and you keep talking about it, but it doesn't, the toxic positivity part, what comes in when you see something, you, you say to yourself, that's effed up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm using F. But... <laughs> I know. Way to clean it up, Aaron. Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do it all the time. Um, uh you know, that's effed up, but I'm going to pretend it's okay. That's the toxic part is I know that's wrong, but I'm going to pretend it's okay. No, that's the toxic part. The toxic part is that part that you're saying is effed up. Isn't really effed up. It's not true. That's good, man. I, cause I, I I can see where that's toxic for me, like as the one who does that. So if I think about, I'm a, I'm a really good chameleon. Um, like I'm a Pisces and I'm also an I, an, a high I SD personnel. I, I know how to fit different crowds. And, um, so I, I can be who I need to be in public for acceptance, not rejection. And 
but I also notice a lot of things. I'm, I'm a high, highly sensitive soul. I, I, I'm very perceptive. I take on a lot. I notice a lot and I don't say anything about it. And so what I do is I reserve my observations and my judgments to myself mm-hmm. and wrestle with that. And then I, in public, show up and everything is fine because that's how I'm going to be. And, and that's not even me being toxically positive to others because I even that I know how to I know how to rein that in so that I don't get judged as toxically positive, right? But to me, I end up with this mind fuck of um wait, am I upset or am I happy? Like I just I see both I see me behaving in both ways, and I'm like, there's this thing I I'm wrestling with about. The thing I notice, whatever that is, uh, somebody's behavior or the way they treat me or the the results I think I deserve but don't have yet. That I used to be really late to these calls. <laughs> but, that's, <laughs> but that was one of those things. Okay, fair enough. But wasn't it? I I don't think I let that fester as much, but okay. I think I was – and I think I was pretty constructive with – It was totally constructive. I completely handled it. In which but, case, but it, it wasn't toxic to me. But in the past, I might have carried somebody being late to things. Right. But you were, but it was toxic to you until you said something about it. Yeah, because I, I, sure, okay, that's fair. Because I can I mean, see until it. you did, because you were. I mean, it wasn't like you were like, oh my god, he's so upset. But you were like, you know, it had lived for. It wasn't like I was it, late once and true. you just cleaned it up. You lived with me doing that for I don't know a month at least, something right, a couple more than yeah, more than I, more than a couple times. And that's the part where um, I think we wrestle with. Um, I mean, let's just keep using that example. That's great. So does it really happen? It happened to us. I um I love you so much. And on so my experience of you on one hand is like you're a fucking rock star. And I'm so honored that we get to do this work together. And then I have this other feeling that creeps in that's like, why doesn't he take this as seriously as me? Like, does he does he think this isn't real? Like what like or what like and so then I this is where you start to so, so we will go back to where you started this whole episode. My ability to focus in the moment about what feels good is hard to focus mm-hmm. on because I'm like, I don't know which one to pick. Which one do I create? Do I just create Aaron as all the great things and ignore the fact that I feel dissed or second second best to something? Or you know what I mean? Or do I say something and, ha- and then risk that going wrong because – Anyway, so that's that's where I think that can get toxic to ourselves if we just pretend everything's fine and put on a happy face and then ignore our experience, our yeah. how something feels in the moment. It's great. And all you had to do was say something about it, right? I mean, it was yeah. but that was it yeah, I mean, I I think toxic positivity is a lot like I mean, it's it is a passive aggressive posture. Sure. Yeah. The life, right? And it's like that. But I do think that's um is that everything you wanted to say cuz I feel like I may have disrailed No, no, no. I, yeah, example. I think the, I, the only other thing that was in my space about it was just then because that was the example of toxic positivity as it affects me. We didn't really get right. to Well, where do where do you do you see that toxic you well, said you're able to rein it in for yourself. I'm more like toxic negativity, you know, like the <laughs> thing I've got to respond but really it's you know, I I uh make Hey, with being a you know old New York curmudgeon and yeah sure. yeah yeah fuck you this is never gonna work and da yeah. da da and yeah. it's a lot it's a it's a total liability and something I'm I'm out to um, manage the automaticity of being 
you know, mm-hmm. an automatic no and, and an automatic, right, you know, right. that, that curmudgeon you know, and I have, it's, you know, it's a very punk rock. It's a very mm-hmm. old school, like, mm-hmm. you know, don't get caught, um, you know, showing your emotions. There's, that's one of the things that I'm actually out to heal is okay. um, doing the emotional, doing the work to heal um, uh, what, you know, some past traumas around being really open hearted. And I know that it's in the way of that heart mind, Yeah, you know, my owning that being responsible for being that unique contribution. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that, that's work that I'm doing um, to do that. That's definitely toxic negativity. having you know, Mm -hmm. out there, you know, the first sort of, yeah, that's, I love that. That takes just as much creation or belief one way or the other, the doubt versus the, the other, you know, one way or the other to, yeah, I I totally get that. I remember uh, uh, in high school, I was a freshman, my mom, um, um, paid me to go to a camp called camp odyssey and i think it's it's nickname was like rainbow boot camp and so it was this ecumenical you know um experience for a week where it's kind of like outdoor camp where you go you stay in cabins and stuff and there was a, a racism day there was a sexism day and there was a homophobia day and there was all of this stuff where like um you gotta define ecumenical because i uh, yeah, my, my understanding of that is like, it's, a, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not any one faith. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all beliefs coming together. It, it, tra- it, it transcends, um, dogma of sorts. And so, um, I think I said that because I think it was created under a ministry. Oh. It was an ecumenical ministry, which, but it, I don't know. Anyway, that was probably just from the, the program that created the, the camp, but mm-hmm. Like I remember on racism day, so we had all the African-Americans in a group and the Asians in a group and the whites in a group. And we had, we had, so we would go around and we, one group would sit in front of the other group and that group could say whatever they wanted to say to the group. And there was this practice of listening to the, what it is, the experience of what it is to be in that. And I, I remember um, listening and then I remember sharing something and i don't remember what i said but the energy that i completely remember was it was toxic positivity it was me talking over their lived experience of what it is to be a person of color and i was like oh well here's what i hear and this is what i think and it was like this this over the top like mm-hmm. everything's fine and it's going to be great and and so i think it in that way um I can really, uh, one, I can feel what it feels like to be toxically positive because I've done that a, a plenty of times in my life where it made people, it made me unapproachable. Uh, it was hard for people to want to share with me because all I, my only answer was ever something positive in the face of something they were experiencing that wasn't great for them. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I've just, I, I'm just relating it to my own experience of what the, the outward, not just po- toxically positive to me when I do that, but to, to other people, what that feels like. Yeah, good. And uh, so that's, that's one thread of this is knowing the difference between 
it's good that you brought up the racism thing too. I think, I mean, on one hand, because, um, you know, uh, that ability to be with what is uncomfortable for you, mm. um, and acknowledge that it's uncomfortable for you and that you, you know, but without making it personal to you, you know, just noticing that that, um, I mean, it just to complete the the thought, the yeah. thought I had about the racism piece is, um, you know, I mean, that's the whole problem people seem to have with um, critical race theory mm. is that they hear that and and white fragility in general is a function of not being able to be with the discomfort mm. of things that happen to people of color at the hands of white people and somehow having that be a personal phenomenon or, or an invalidation or an attack mm. to somehow say that because, I mean, you know, you know, so, white people enslaved black people in this country for 400 years. It's not like some, oh, how that happened, right? I mean, you know, to the Americas, not necessarily this country, yeah. but yeah. to this yeah. part of the world. And, um, uh, you know, to somehow say that I'm that that's invalidating me, that that's making me responsible for that personally is, you know, and so therefore you can't teach it in the school. <laughs> that's what happened is crazy mm. you know it's like okay that that's what happened and yeah like people did that to black people and that we did that and there's been repercussions of that but you got to be if you can't look at the negative in the eye and go yeah I, that's me i did that not i personally did that but that happened to you and i can hear that that happened to you at the hands of people like me mm. that something to be responsible for it's nothing to hide about it's not an accusation like you personally did it no one's saying yeah. you personally did it right by saying that it happened and I think there's that level of, there's a connection there. I don't know that it's analogous, but certainly it's, there's a connection between that and being with any sort of uh, discomfort, Yeah, you know, and being, and, you know, the th thing about personal responsibility isn't you did it, who's to blame. It's that you could do something about it going forward. It's not looking to the past to look to who's to blame. It's looking right. to the future to say, okay, what can I be responsible? What can I do about this going forward? Because nothing happens to me. Right. I refuse to be the victim of this. So, you know, the thing with not having money, you know, deals in my pipeline to cover whatever, whatever. Um, you know, there's a victim like mentality, which is, okay, well, the interest rates and the market and, yeah, 30% less buyers and blah, 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 like that, right? The, the victim mentality about the thing, which is sort of obvious on the surface and yeah, everyone can get that versus, okay, now what? what? What do I need to do? What could I do going forward? Is there any future in which I have where I couldn't be responsible for that? No. All right. So there's just not, not any future where I, it's not going to work out for me. So I don't have to make up being a victim about it. I can make up something else about it hmm. like hmm. i can make up a future in which okay well here are the next set of actions i'm going to take and see what these actions do hmm. um wow. 
I just, wanna, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to point to the, the like what I'm, if I tie it back again to the beginning of this, you know, how do you shift your vibration? And then yeah. what are you focusing on? Like that there is a, that part of that is the being responsible, like that to be responsible for your vibration, to be responsible in this moment, not the past and not the future, whether we're talking about race or we're talking about, yeah. you know, your career, your vision, what, whatever it is, whatever your relationships, mm-hmm. that there is a, but one of the things I love about um, Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks is, is, and the places that I feel very empowered is when I start to get responsible for my vibration, like that I am not a reaction to my circumstance, but that I can actually influence my, my circumstance by the context in which I hold it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And your willingness to not, and then just to tie it back in and so we'll probably wrap it up with that, but to, not invalidate the yeah. negative vibration or what you don't want, but to celebrate it and go, that is great. My receptors are working. I am a vibrate. I am a receptor of vibration on this planet. And that is a vibration that I do not appreciate. That is in the column of things I do not want more of. Right. Excellent. Put that over there in that bucket. Excellent. So now given that that's that vibration, what's over here that I do want? that I can put my attention on, that I can focus on. Not that that didn't happen or that there's something to hide about that or be ashamed about that, but that's more of that. Focusing on that's not going to make less of it. The Oh my God, the best thing I heard about from Esther Hicks this week was um, uh, the universe is not your mother. Hmm. You know, if you fall down and hurt yourself and you feel bad, your mother's going to come by and do what? She's going to go, oh, baby, come here. Let me make you feel better. Uh-huh. Universe is not going to do that. Mm. Universe sees, sees you feeling bad. Universe goes, oh, that's the vibration. You get more of that. Okay. You get more of what you're looking at. Yeah. And that, you know, so to actually look for the negative, to look for it so that you can put it over there with what you don't want is important. Mm. That's important work is to dig up. Okay. That's more of what I don't want. Get it to the surface. Don't bury it under positivity. Don't whitewash it. Oh, that's a terrible pun for the racism part, but don't whitewash it. You know, pretend it didn't happen or pretend it's not there. Like, no, it is there. That's what there is over there. Now, what are we going to do about that? We're going to say that's what's there. And here's now what we're doing. Hmm. This is what I'm going to put my attention on. And this has a higher vibration. It's not about hiding that. It's about acknowledging it. And then, focusing on something else, but you got to acknowledge that it exists or it's just icing on mud. Exactly. Oh, and look at that. There's our time. (laughs) There we are. There's our time. And it's a little therapy session for us today. Yeah. That was super good. Every week. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for having me. You bring us out. All right, gang, if you want to learn more about, (laughs) I mean, these are the kind of conversations that we would have, like, you know, um, that we like to explore in the repurposed community um, with agents who are looking to, to have conversations beyond GCI, right? Like what is your life for? And when you have that, you start to go, how do I focus my energy into the things I want my life to be for? And these very things are the things that can steal that attention away from, you know, your life is for. So if you'd like to learn more about the community, you can go to repurpose.group forward slash invite. And, uh, and that's it until next time, Aaron. Thanks. Party on people.